Welcome to Balance Do. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors as we take this journey together during these troubled times. Furthermore, don't forget to visit us at balancedo.org and fill out the contact list for more info on programs, deals on services, and new podcast episodes sent directly to your email. So with that being said, today we are discussing the celebrity culture. Part one. And when I say celebrities, we're referring to actors and actresses, not athletes, because in our eyes, you guys work very hard and are very deserving of everything that you get. And there's nothing fake about it. And for those athletes whose plans for the future have been temporarily stifled, you know, because of this uh, coronavirus, uh, hang in there. We're praying for you. Keep working hard. And this time, shall pass and uh, we'll get through this together learn from it and come back even stronger you know this is life everybody has obstacles uh, that they have to overcome we're all human don't matter uh, what's your station in life we all have challenges uh, they just come in different forms and fashions so let's talk about what fuels this celebrity culture you know is it bad is it good what's the right approach then later on in the show uh, we will have a uh, special guest Lori Holman PhD artist, psychoanalyst, and author of the new book, Are You Living with a Narcissist? How Narcissist Men Impact Your Happiness, How to Identify Them, and How to Avoid Raising One. Celebrity culture. First, celebrities are known to not only influence what we buy, but many other things as well, you know, such as body image, fashion, career aspirations, politics, and behavior. Now let's talk about the word culture, which is created when it's common knowledge within a society that people are interested in celebrities and are willing to alter their own lives to take part in celebrity lives. And this is predicated on, you know, what we see on TV, the internet, reading magazines, movies we watch. Uh, and it all has a very profound influence on how we view and navigate through this world, you know, whether we want to admit it or not. Now, this celebrity mania it's, it's invading every nook and cranny of our environment and therefore transcends into our everyday life. You know, there's a plethora of information on all our devices about celebrities. Some true, some not true, but it's everywhere. And people have a thirst for this. So here's a conflict. Some could surmise that we give them way too much credence. Their words carry way too much weight. And some could say majority of the time is based on false perception. I mean, it's all based on the characters they play on TV and in movies. You know, and, and people need to realize that the dialogue that you hear coming out of their mouths is manufactured. It's not created by them. In some instances, they could be characterized as being puppets. You really don't know your favorite celebrities as much as you think. Now take that fact and think about all the ways celebrities make money. Uh, it's all about business, you know, their public persona, their tweets, their Instagram posts. It's all about getting hits. It's, it's all about their brands. So for the people that hang on their every word, please understand, it's just business. You should take the words with a grain of salt. You know, you're giving it too much weight. And as a society, some could say, especially here in the United States, that we are way too invested in these celebrities. And hey, it's no knock on them, you know, because that's their job. You know, uh, I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. It's not my job to judge. Everybody has free will. But logic would say we should invest more time into ourselves 
and the ones that we can touch and love as opposed to investing all this time into an illusion. You're not getting anything of value in return other than bad advice, bad behavior, uh, false narratives, and disingenuous marketing campaigns. And to be fair, once in a while you, you get some good entertainment and some escapism. They're using that emotional investment you give them, you wanting to be recognized, the ambition, the hope, the desires. They compromise your logic to make money. And, you know, that's that's the same mentality as a pimp. You know, I, I, I know you love me, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that love you give me and manipulate your body and soul just to benefit my objectives. Now let's look at look at the different ways that this can occur. See, it's, it's the same mentality. Celebrities, they transform their fame to become product brands. The term has been co coined as influencers. If they say buy a product and you do it, automatically with no questions, just like the type of expectation a pimp has with his hoes, it's the same, it's pimp mentality. Now, this comparison may seem harsh, but some can say it's the same type of manipulation. I seen a young uh, lady a couple days ago, uh, early 20s on Good Morning America, it was some type of music series they were having. There was a celebrity singer on their name, I think his name was Harry Styles, something like that. And uh, he gave one of the girls uh, free tickets to one of his future concerts. And she dropped to her knees and started crying. And it was like she was just touched by an angel. But instead, he looked more like one of hell's angels. I mean, he looked like the Joker, had nail polish on, was, was dressed like he was one of those 60s go-go dancers. And, and he's obviously not from that era. I mean, it's just fabricated. The act is an illusion. But since he's on TV, and there's a lot of preconceived notions that the young girl you know, how it had all this going on in her mind. And uh, she obviously liked his music and and there's nothing wrong with, with that. Entertainment is very subjective for what one person thinks is garbage. Someone else may think it's the next best thing since sliced bread, but that's neither here nor there. Art is subjective. And there's nothing wrong with, like I said, appreciating someone's entertainment without, you know, buying into the illusion or falling falling prey to these different types of uh, potential schemes, you know. Some could say, you know, the victims, based upon their own lack of self-confidence, in some instances could be construed as being equally as culpable for putting themselves in these uh, obvious situations in the first place. Uh, you have to protect yourself from that. But I'm here to say, you should never give anyone that much power over you. Because if you do, one day you might get pimped. You know, that singer Harry Styles could have asked her to lick the dirt off his wingtip shoes and she would have said, thank you, now give me the next one. The way these groupies act, and some regular folks too, it helps fuel this celebrity narcissistic type of entitlement attitude. And the superiority complex. And nine times out of 10, uh, they're not as cool as you think and may have some serious issues of their own that they need to address. They're just human beings just like you or I, and they should be treated as such. It's not healthy for you to buy into that illusion. I mean, it's okay to show appreciation for someone's work, like I said, but you have to keep it in its proper perspective. We just have to ask ourselves, is it possible that these people you believe and obsess over may not have the ethical morality that you somehow perceive? 
and scientific research states that celebrities have very, very high levels of the trait narcissism. And to be fair, we as a society are equally responsible for fueling this celebrity mania. You know, uh, with our unabated support, praise, and automatic trustful nature, it, uh, it all fuels that fire. Some could surmise we as a society, society have to stop this. So with that being said, we're gonna explore this personality traits of some of these celebrity influences. Okay, today we have special guest Lori Holman, PhD, artist, psychoanalyst, and author of the new book, Are You Living with a Narcissist? How Narcissists Men Impact Your Happiness, How to Identify Them, and How to Avoid Raising One. It's a pretty long title. Yes, it really is. I mean, the main title is, Are You Living with a Narcissist? Sounds good. Okay, for, for starters, what are the, the core characteristics of a narcissist? Okay, I think it's really important to realize that narcissism is, can be normal. Um, it goes from normal to pathological, mm -hmm. and a short definition is self-love. Right. Um, and that's reflected in somebody who has a narcissistic personality disorder, often referred to as NPD. They have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and attractiveness, not necessarily physically, but socially, academically, professionally, personally. Um, they don't understand why others don't always view them as important as they do. It mystifies them, troubles them, mm -hmm. um, and central to their self-image. Um, 50 to 75 percent of those with NPD are men, uh, so, um, and they're often quite accomplished and and even brilliant. Um, so they're tremendously charming and attract a great deal of attention and, and accomplish quite a bit. Kind of a double-edged sword, huh? A absolutely. Um, I'll give you some of the main characteristics that define the actual disorder. One is that I'll speak about men, um, but you know it could include women. Mm -hmm. They have a grandiose sense of importance. They exaggerate their achievements, talents, and expect to be recognized as superior. Right. So, preoccupied with fantasies, unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, ideal love, they really believe that they're special and unique. And to bolster this. They're looking to the in a relationship with to give them excessive admiration and praise. This is called narcissistic lies, and they depend on them. And if the person doesn't continue to do that, they might discard the person. Um, or that person will feel they're doing something wrong, which of course is not the case. Mm -hmm. um, they have a sense of entitlement, expecting favorable treatment, and automatic compliance with their expectations. They can treat other people more like props or objects. Mm -hmm. So exploit them and take advantage of them. And a very crucial characteristic is that they well, usually, almost always, lack empathy. Wow. That is the, uh, an inability to recognize and identify that other people have feelings and needs other than their own. They're extremely focused on themselves. They'll be envious of others, um, but not 
recognize it. Right. So we don't have arrogance and happiness. Um, Interested in hearing what you think about this. Does the media culture that we're currently living in kind of play a role in this? I think that that can be a problem for parents to limit and control, but it's really not the cause of all. Okay. This is a, a real personality disorder in the mind, even the brain. If we took an MRI of the brain, we'd see different parts of it light up that don't in a normal person. And it starts in the younger years, too, right? In those most impressionable years, the one to three. One to three-year-old is going, is changing and growing very quickly mm -hmm. and reaching many milestones. And they do need an audience of parents who, you know, kind of clap for them and enjoy them and mm -hmm. give them attention. Um, and that's normal. But if it goes throughout their childhood, that the parent either neglects or overindulges the child, mm -hmm. then loses a sense of, of themselves in reality. These are kids who don't know how to care, have a lot of temper tantrums. Um, they can be quite children. Um, the psychiatric world doesn't recognize children as narcissists. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very controversial. So. My book is really about adults, but um, parents can learn um, from one chapter in my book really how to be very conscious of how to raise a child so they don't become an artist. Yeah, it seems like that requires a lot of hands-on, you know, time. Yeah. I think I think with the media culture, and, and I know it's, you know, that varies from, from parent to parent, but... Uh, uh, if they're not, you know, spending as much time with their kids and explaining certain situations with them, if they're just uh, in tune with their computers or watching TV or things of that nature, then then they seem like they could uh, fall susceptible to something like this a lot easier. Yeah, and sometimes the parent has narcissistic quality where they want to see their child, and maybe their child is a prodigy, and they take they don't give them a balanced view of themselves. Mm -hmm. So they indulge a child because they feel special, parents feel special because their child is so remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is really difficult for a child because they're not accepted just for themselves, they're only accepted for their gifts. Yeah, that's, and, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure on kids, yeah. Yeah, it's tremendous. More than pressure, they they don't come to understand other children. They don't know how to play with kids. They so 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 how do the parents? So how do the parents? You know, uh, prevent uh, raising their their child to be a narcissist. How do they prevent that? Okay, um, it's important for the parents to know that they need to converse actively with their Enjoyment. Um, 
If, however, this doesn't occur, and the baby or child feels neglected, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. they feel too alone, and they yearn to be noticed and admired, not being fulfilled. So, while these self-centered desires are normal for a little one, mm-hmm. um, if they're not connected with real people need, they're predisposed narcissistic traits. Wow. So, one of the things that parents need to understand is that they have to, over time, during the elementary school years, mm-hmm. um, show the child that the child and, let's say, the mother are separate people with their own needs and wants. Mm-hmm. So as the mother, if you have a mother who empathizes the needs and views and thoughts and opinions of the child, the child learns to do this with others as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing parents can do is set reasonable limits on their child's behavior. And by that, I don't mean that they are, they are huge authorities and dictators, but they help children tolerate frustrations and disappointments and learn this is part of life. The parents point out very specifically what they admire. Um, they, this might seem obvious, but it isn't really. You, Kids need to learn right from wrong and develop attention. That's what happens. I'm assuming it's easier to transform the behavior of a child that exhibits those type of patterns. But how about with an adult? Okay, that, that of course is the key question. Let me focus on what you said. How can a narcissist be held as an adult? Younger narcissists in their 20s are more easy to help because they're still flexible. Mm-hmm. They're very status oriented. They are, often are quite brilliant. They go to the best private schools. They're often quite wealthy, have narcissistic parents. Mm-hmm. But they feel very young mm-hmm. because they really do not know how to make friends. And so if the therapist focuses on being very understanding, really listening, really hearing what the person says, that person for the first time in their life will find and trust someone their therapist. And that's, I get a, a total awakening. Wow. After several years of that kind of relationship, they become more able to, and start to actually care at least about the therapist. Mm-hmm. So um, this feeling of being understood and heard allows them to start developing a sense other people are around who are not their props, but in fact, individual human beings. Mm-hmm. So I've had the experience, the wonderful experience, seeing kids in their twenties really do change. And wow. just being very status-oriented to actually finding out who they are. They'll say to me, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a poor self. I'm they're very articulate. Um, and it's very, very sad. I mean, they feel tremendously alone because on the outside, you see this powerfulness and brilliance and, and often great success, terrific grace. Um, but underneath, the feeling really inferior. And all of this is 40, 50. It's much more difficult because the characteristics are so entrenched. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for joining us. Um, for more information on this subject matter, you can visit Lori at her website uh, at lauriehollmanphd.com. Uh, at her site, you will find a plethora of info as it pertains to children, adolescents, and adults. And furthermore, Are You Living with a Narcissist is currently available for pre-order on Amazon and will be officially released on March 16th. So that concludes today's show. Thank you for tuning in. And let's continue to take this journey together, folks. Hope to see you soon. Peace.